0: This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion
1: is advised. Uh,
0: we go yeah. More technical problems. We live in the 21st century. Savage. on the <laughs>
1: But oh, we need $30 billion. Did you know we need $30 billion this weekend? Your host, Michael Gardner. How like hell! you count-
0: hey guys? Welcome to Savage Unfiltered. I am your host, Michael Gardner. Guys, we have a, uh, a guest we're about to bring on here soon, very, very soon here on the show. Uh, but guys, I want to um, I want to discuss some amazing amazing news here uh, on the podcast. Um, well, it's it's awesome for us, but it's kind of sad for the person or the uh, company I'm about to talk about here on the show. Uh, we have been partnered with uh, PhotoRoom. Now, for those who are not aware of PhotoRoom, PhotoRoom is a app. Uh, either available on Google Play or the Apple Store, uh, which gives the content creator or a podcast or any type of, you know, even YouTube show, uh, any type of show that you may have uh, the opportunity to create posters, um, you know, uh, YouTube covers, just about everything. Uh, we've been partnered with this company since like the beginning of this year, and I'd like to say thank you uh, for allowing us to produce awesome, awesome, cutting-edge 4K quality of posters. Uh, not only did it bring a extra hype to the show, uh, but a lot of listeners actually enjoyed uh, some of the graphics that we used through PhotoRoom. So I want to say thank you to PhotoRoom, but I also want to say uh, goodbye to PhotoRoom as we are going into other avenues for the show. Now, nothing against PhotoRoom. We've been using for using them for months and months and months, but, um, you know, we just decided to go somewhere else. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there uh, to the listeners uh, that have been tuning into the show from the very start. Uh, like I said, uh, good things down the road are coming to the show, without a doubt. Guys, um, before I bring on my guest here, um, just in a little bit, uh, I'm going to bring her on here in about another 9, 10 minutes. Um, I want to talk about what's happening also on the show. Now, I want to say thank you to the listeners that tuned did yesterday for an amazing show that I did with uh, my co-host that normally joins us on Mondays, uh, Joseph M. Leonard. Uh, we talked about his book, he has another book coming out, How to Write a Book and Get It Published, uh, which is his, now his second international book. Now, the man, guys, had written a lot of different books over the years, I just never published them um, for some strange reason. Now, I never really got into that with Joseph. I, I really need to start getting into that with Joseph about why he never really published the other books, uh, because there's a lot of like... Uh, uh, national copyrights that that this guy owns and there's reasons behind that so like i said uh, hopefully soon i can get the answers from joseph but uh it's tremendous you know the first book terror strikes coming to a city near you uh which is doing phenomenal on amazon i'm being told by joseph and others that have um, read the book And his next book, How to Write a Book and Get It Published, that's coming out very, very soon. I'm told by the end of this month, it should be on uh, newsstands and amazon.com. So that's some awesome stuff, guys. Really, really good stuff. Um, What else is going on? Uh, Oh, yeah, about the book for us. Uh, We are writing a book here on the show. Well, I'm writing the book. I got to stop saying we because I'm talking like in a third (laughs) sense. But uh, I'm writing a book here uh, for the show uh called america's political warfare our modern civil war it's done and it's published i'm just waiting for amazon to uh, officially launch it to their website and then the other companies such as barnes and noble books a million and others that you may see a book at uh to have that released to so that should be available guys uh December 30th. Uh we got the official launch date. So December 30th, which is like roughly what's today, the, the 20th. So roughly uh in about another 10 days, guys, uh, you should be able to have your copy of America's political warfare, our modern civil war. So tremendous, tremendous book, guys. Uh covers a lot of what I discuss here on the show in the political sense. Um now folks that have been paying attention, I have been um getting into other content here on the show. Savaged unfiltered. I just want to lay that out. Uh I have been discussing many, many different types of forms of uh, content and material on the show. I think it's important to kind of mesh it up, you know, give the listeners a little bit of a variety, variety, there we go, variety, right, right, shaky, variety, tongue twister. A different sense of just who Michael Gardner is, right? So, you know, that's awesome. I've been getting a lot of listeners and followers on my social media account saying, you know, Michael, talk about something else. You know, we love the politics, man, but, you know, you got to fucking talk about something else. So we've been getting into it. And, uh, you know, rightfully so, guys. Rightfully so. So uh, what's there to say? Um, So we are approaching Christmas, right? Christmas in about another five days from now it's right around the freaking corner uh god december's been going by quickly quickly i hope everybody's ready for christmas man you got your christmas lights going on you know you, you're uh you're burning up the electric bill yeah <laughs> a lot of us are going to be like ah oh, shit i can i can, I, I i can imagine what the electric bill is going to be in uh, in january when i get it the first of january the first <laughs> week or however your bill falls on <laughs> Uh, for those who question my Christmas decorations, I don't do Christmas. Well, I do Christmas with family and friends, obviously celebrate it and, uh, you know, try to make as many, uh, family and friend appearances as possible during the holidays. Uh, but I, I just don't, I don't, you know, decorate my, my condo as much as when I was a little boy. I mean, growing up in, uh, you know, New Jersey, New York area, New York city area, I, uh, I used to love the holiday. I used to love Christmas and Thanksgiving and, you know, especially new years and stuff. I used to love those time of the year, but you know, you get older now, you know, which I'm in my early forties guys and you get older, man. And you just don't, it's just not the same. Like it once was right. You know, it's, it's different. So I just, I just don't do Christmas decorations as much as, you know, when I was younger, when I was younger, I used to love putting up the lights with my mother and my dad. And, you know, we used to, we used to have a ball, you know, going outside in 20 degree weather and just putting up the lights and everything. And that was fun, man, you know, around the snow. And well, if it did snow around that time of the year, but, you know, it used to be, it used to be fun. It used to be uh, full of, I used to have full of excitement and doing it. And, you know, like I said, you get older, man, and it's just like you just don't want to be bothered anymore. I know that sounds depressing and everything, and a lot of people are like, geez, you sound like a Scrooge or, you know, bah humbug type of dude. Uh, you know, see it as it is, but I just I don't know, man. I'm just not I'm just not into the uh you know, I guess the holiday spirit as as, as I once was as a kid. You know, you get, like I said, you get older, man, you, you get busy with different things, different projects that may come across. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. It's just, it's, um, it's a lot different, I guess. A lot different. So I hope everybody's going to have a great holiday. You know, um, I hope everybody has their Christmas uh, shopping done. Or somewhat of a orderly fashion. Uh, And if you don't, uh, I know there's only like, what, like four days left. Right? Right, Shaky? Four days. I think does wait, does the stores close on the 24th, Shaky, or are they stay open? I know there's a lot of stores that stay open to like about five. I know Walmart is one store. There's a few others. Best Buy is another store. I think they stay open to like two or five o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, depending on, you know, what time zone you live in. So this week is going to be probably the busiest week uh, throughout the entire month of December. Everybody getting those last minute uh, Christmas shopping agendas in in order. You know, they're trying to get everything done, uh, which I get. You know, it's, it can be very stressful at times. Savaged, unfiltered. Um, for one, I'm not big on Christmas shopping. I get probably like one or two gifts, you know, per person. Um, I'm not that crazy delusional shopper, man, where I have to buy like 16 gifts for somebody. Uh, Because to me, man, like, that's not Christmas, you know, that's not the true meaning behind Christmas. Uh, I think the true meaning behind Christmas is really like, you know, being around the ones that you love, you know, the ones that you care about. That's the true meaning, man. That's 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 the Christmas gift in my eyes. You know, it's funny, you know, we don't see those as as a kid. Uh, You know, we don't see the Christmas uh, shopping as a kid, you know, like we see like, uh, um, you know, we see it differently. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I do see you, Layla, uh, one second, ma'am, I'm about to bring you onto the show. Uh, But, you know, it's it's. It's uh it's a lot different, you know? Like we we live in different times now where you know Christmas is uh, obviously
1: Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, eerie. Ir- Resistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come
0: celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I looked at a different angle, but I just wanted to throw that out there, guys. Uh, you know, I hope everybody, you know, has a great holiday. And, you know, they, especially in these times, you know, we, we live in very difficult times and uh, it, it can be stressful, guys. But without further ado, guys, I, I hope you don't mind me rambling on um, with my Christmas. Uh, Uh, misery right (laughs) a lot of people might see it like that but guys uh, I want to bring on our guest here Um, she is a fellow podcaster uh, such as myself and she is the host of the curious girl diaries podcast
1: Jay I appreciate that how hot is that that you guys listen to me while you're fucking I just love that Uh, this is Layla London Uh,
0: welcome to savage unfiltered Unfiltered, ma'am how are you doing
1: hi I'm doing great thank you so much for having me on uh,
0: thank you for being part of the show um, now Layla um, the uh, the podcast name uh, it is it's it's very unique uh, in its aspect I, I had the opportunity to check out like uh, three of your shows and you know randomly order right. uh, and there's a couple shows that kind of stuck to uh, myself and 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 I wanted to question about it uh, you know, not put you out there, but just question. You know, um, first and foremost, how did you come up with the name, the Curious Girl Diaries podcast?
1: Oh my gosh! Well, first of all, I want to say that I just started my seventh year yesterday, and <laughs> so I'm a little fuzzy on you know when I roll the clock back. Um, how I just well, I knew I was I was kind of calling myself the Curious Girl, and so. The podcast actually started, it wasn't meant to be a seven-year show. It was meant to be really just one year of me documenting kind of what happened and the changes within me if I decided that for a solid year that I was going to make my sex life a priority, really focus on my sexuality, create a sex bucket list, knock things off, have fun adventures, and then the idea was, you know, I would just document all this through a podcast, but end it at the end of the year. That was really the idea going into it. So, just I knew I was calling myself the curious girl, and these were really just my diaries about my adventures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, you said that it was not intended to go to the seventh season. Uh, Why is that? Like, did you have like uh, a certain time frame when you wanted to, you know, basically, you know, in layman's terms, folks, uh, you know, kill your own show? I mean, did you only have a certain time frame where you just wanted to put enough content in, you know, do a podcast? Okay, I did that. And then kind of move on to another venture in your life or?
1: Yeah, it was never, like I said, it was only solely really for me to document what was going on. With the changes in me, you know, just catching myself in the moment as I'm having these fun adventures. It just kind of like an audio journal format. It caught on. People started listening. I didn't do any sort of promoting of it. You know, this was back seven years ago, you know, where these syndicators of podcasts, they, you know, aggregate your show with based on the genre when somebody searched for something else. And I think that's how people were picking it up. You know, if you search sure. for similar. They'd suggest my show too. And it just, it grew and grew and grew. And and when people knew that it was supposed to end at the end of the year, they kept saying, no, don't, you know, don't shut it down. Don't shut it down. And at that point, you know, again, not knowing where I would be at the end of it was fun and kind of fun and exciting. And I just didn't realize that it would be popular and that then I would also it was what I was doing was actually a good idea and a good thing for me. And that I wanted to keep that momentum going personally. I wanted to continue this focus on my sexuality and my sex life. And, um, so I thought, well, okay, I'll do one more year. So every year for the first, you know, three years, it was like, all right, guys, I'll do one more year. And now I just really realize it's a show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is a show. And, you know, you, you say, you know, the, the word diaries in your show, uh, uh, Label. That's basically, you know, how you're explaining it, you know, like, it's more of a, of a digital type of diary of a documentary of, you know, who Layla London is, you know, through your, uh, your sexuality of, 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 of how you decided. I mean, folks, literally, this is a girl next door. And we're going to dis- discuss that here in a moment. Uh, uh, literally, a girl next door uh, who recently decided to explore her sexuality uh, through her podcasting. Uh, which, Layla, I have to say, that is a huge risk. A lot of women, uh, no matter how old they are in life, uh, they—I mean—they just don't come out on you know a uh, syndicated or now you know more of a, a digital talk radio show such as podcasting to to come out like that. So that I I have to give it a prop to you that that is a huge risk of doing that. Now, at first, when you decided to, you know, basically explore your sexuality through podcasting, um, were you timid on doing that at first? Because there's always that thought, you know, no matter if you're a woman or a guy, you know, to pursue that.
1: Yeah. So that, th- let me follow up on answer that question. And also following up on what you were saying previously is that because I originated it with the belief that I would just be doing it for a year, I never revealed who I was. So Layla is, you know, not my real name and I, nobody knows who I am. Gardner, I'm and so it. I maintained the fun part about all this is that I've maintained that anonymity. And it's also interesting to me in our culture of, you know, where especially women, especially, you know, you're supposed to show every part of your body and, you know, every aspect, every angle, every, you use all these filters and constantly kind of feed them the the social media machine with images of yourself and what you're doing. And I'm having a coffee and all that crap. I never had, I've never had to do that. The show stands on its own. People do not know what I look like. I do consider myself an attractive female. You I I tease people with parts, you know, you can kind of see a partial picture of me on social media with my face or I'll show, you know, me sitting at my desk with, you know, with my microphone. But you don't you know, it's cut off, right? So you don't see my full face. It's just kind of been really fun that nobody, you know, I nobody knows who I really am. so that's again, the whole girl next door thing. I could be your neighbor and you wouldn't know. So I haven't had to, I haven't had to deal with the backlash or the potential backlash. If people knew I still deal with backlash and haters because, you know, a female that's out there talking about sexuality can rub Mm -hmm. the wrong way. But for the most part, it's been very positive. And I really have loved the fact that I, still have the benefit of being anonymous and just live a pretty regular quiet life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say seven years, that's awesome. I mean, we're just going into our fourth uh, season uh, myself as a podcast. And uh, a lot of people question me the same way, uh, Layla, you know, with like, how come you don't do video podcasting? Video podcasting is so much more popular than audio. I get it. I really do. But guys, you got to remember something. Um, uh doing audio is you know it, it, and then versus video it's more of like a personal type of scale like i grew up with you know syndicated talk radio you know before podcasting was podcasting i'm sure you know depending on you know how you uh, sound over the air layla you, you you and i are pretty much close in age if I, if i'm guessing so we're we're used to the old version of talking through you know a microphone and then having it through uh, the airwaves uh, you know, video, like I said, video is cool And uh, I have decided You know, myself to to go to video This January, uh, which is a big push For me, I have done You know, little cameos on the show here And there with, with video, but I gotta tell you, Layla, it's it's a Fucking bitch, man, you know To, yeah. to, to, to do the editing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah
1: well, I don't do I, I don't do the editing of anything. Thank goodness. Somebody else does that. But yes. And the other thing is, you know, from the female side, it's like, then I always have to be worried about what I look like, you know, when I, when I record at home, I can just I sit down in my office, you know, I have a recording studio in my office, I sit down and I just let it, you know, I I, if I have a bunch of episodes to crank out or whatever. I I can do that in my pajamas with my hair up, you know, it doesn't have to be always like I'm quote unquote going to work and I got to look professional. And, um, you know, so I've definitely appreciated that I've been able just to do voice as well. But I think it's interesting too, because voice is really powerful and people are drawn to it. And you're, I feel like because there's no picture to entertain them, you know, you're really, really focused in on what the person is saying, especially if they're telling a story. You know, you can and the way I describe things and as descriptive as I get. And I feel like my listeners really get pulled in and they can, they're almost like they can imagine the this hot sexual experience that I'm explaining in their heads. You know, they're there with me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh like I said, I wanna I wanna dig into, you know, just just all that here in a moment. But uh now, what I what was I gonna say here? Oh yeah, I thought I lost my train of thought. I, I heard sex. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, so so um, got a question here for you. Uh, I was looking at some of your episodes, and the episode what is it? One? F- or, excuse me, episode forty-seven. Now that was titled "Layla from the Curious Girl Diaries." Now that episode I have listened to. You know, uh, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I just listened to like bits and pieces of it um, because that's going to sound strange, Layla. I I, I do um, I do listen to full length uh, podcast episodes from time to time, different types of shows, different genres uh, and stuff like that. But I listen to you know sometimes the middle the 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 mid roll and sometimes the uh, the pre roll of the of the episodes.
1: You're now, the second episode. Ahead, uh, you're that's like way. Forgive the roughness of the audio. That was me willing it in the wild, wild west back then. Like I had no editing team. And I, again, remember, I was thinking this is going to come down in a year, you know, so I didn't really yeah. pay much attention to how the quality, you know, of the audio. But. <laughs>
0: Quality was like i mean it sucked guys i gotta tell you that it was fucking terrible but uh you know hey listen sometimes it's not just about the quality it's about you know the material on that episode and it 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 struck me like i'm like wow this this fucking girl is she's throwing it all out there oh my god
1: i don't remember i've got 340 something episodes at this point so i don't remember what i what was that one about
0: Uh, well, it was about like, you know, how you, uh, I mean, we'll plug it into the show, obviously, you know, and everything. But I mean, it was about, uh, you know, like who you, who you are as an individual, where you're going. And there was a lot of, I I gotta say, Layla, I I hate this. I I don't want to make fun of you, but it was like a lot of like, uh, 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 you know, like the uh, us, like the the person like learning how to speak through airwaves. I get it. I've been on radio for like twenty years. I before podcasting was fucking podcasting. I'm I'm a tech guy, so I do all my uh my my hosting myself, and then I you know I I have a buddy of mine that basically grew up in the industry like me and we do all the editing. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we take turns and stuff and, and we help one another, but I, I, th- I think that's, what's great. You know, you, you learn how to do the stuff in podcasting and you can host at the same time. It's, it's both of the same worlds, but yeah, there was a lot of us and Oz. So, but you know, Hey, you got to learn some way.
1: Well, you know? I have a lot of filler words and that's just something that my editing team deals with, but you know, <laughs> I know it's, yeah. it's, yes, I, 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 you can feel my pain I'm sure. Cause you know, when it's raw, raw footage, I mean, there's just a lot of filler words. <laughs> I think when yeah. I put my own filler words at one point, you know, there might've been, I mean, 10 minutes Were if I did an hour episode, I might've pulled out and it's so embarrassing, like probably 10 minutes, nine, 10 minutes worth of filler words. <laughs>
0: oh filler words are a bitch sometimes but you gotta you got you gotta put them in you know i mean it's
1: so it's just the way it is yeah yeah i get a lot of uh
0: podcast uh you know a new podcast hosts I, I i sometimes have on the show and I, I tell them these 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 terms you know through the industry and they're like what the fuck is that
1: yeah I'm like oh right, yeah. <laughs> All your uhs and, uhs and likes and you knows and that stuff but that's kind of how i talk so
0: yeah yeah so so you 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 had a you had a thing with the uh, hot bar stories like what, what was that like I, I know a woman has a lot of stories you know with, with with the bar stuff you know like they run into a bar they see a, a dude at the bar they there's a lot of stuff going on in their head ah uh, like i'm sure you had some amazing amazing bar stories you want to tell them <laughs>
1: <laughs> but those aren't actually my bar stories. That's it. So I do Tuesday episodes or just the Saturdays I have guests on. And those guests have a podcast, the TNA podcast. They're hilarious. And I just was like, they have all these, basically these two friends that tell all these bar stories. And they, of course, it revolves around sex. So I was like, perfect. Come on the show. And um, oddly enough, that episode got me uh, some flack because these were kind of they're kind of some redneck guys which i love i mean i love them i love they're just salt of the earth like they play in a band they they do gigs in bars and they meet chicks and they hook up and you know and they're just telling these hilarious stories and for some reason some people just thought that was i don't know they didn't like some of the stories they told and so <laughs> i got some flack over that but i'm like nope you know what it's their story when you come on my show you get to tell my story and if you're it is what it is. So,
0: well, you that, mentioned redneck guys, like what's, what, what gets you hot with the redneck guys?
1: Uh, it's just, well, it's, of course it's an umbrella term. I don't want it to be, it's not meant to be derogatory. Anyway, that just, to me, it's like, these are like real men, you know, they do real skilled labor jobs. And for me, as I've gone through this journey, sexually what I what I know now is how much I just appreciate and love a real man and I'm not one of those women that's believes in that term toxic masculinity I think that's a bunch of fucking bullshit I think you got to stop crippling men and let them be men that's what they are you know and we don't want women we need to stop putting men in that position to have to be something other than they are or try to be this metrosexual or you know you they have penises, you know, like there's a, testosterone plays a big role in in manhood, you know, and it makes you have certain characteristics. And I think all that, oh, that's great. And so just, you know, these are guys that, you know, would hold the door for you. Uh, but they're also guys that are doing, you know, physical labor, truck drivers, you know, this kind of stuff. Just like I, I that do this great work and I, I just appreciate them
0: yeah yeah i mean that's hey you, you know, every man in this world has to be loved layla i mean no matter <laughs> no I, matter how you see it
1: but i think there's been this huge push it's just my opinion you know i see this big push you know of where where men are sort of catching a lot of heat for things that i don't think they should be catching heat for you know and and I think again, as women, you know, you're gonna, you can emasculate a man and pigeonhole him and make him miserable at home and all that. But, well, you know, that's not really what you want. Ultimately, you want a man to be the leader, to be protective and, you know, kind of be your knight in shining armor. And we're getting away from that, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I mean, you, you mentioned you know the type of man and everything, you know that attracts you and everything. Uh, my question is, is like, what type of man? Like, you know, what type of man gets Layla hot? I okay. mean, are you more of a uh, of of a woman in, in charge, or do you want the man uh, to basically run the show?
1: Okay. Yes. No. I want a f- fuck. No. I want a man to be a man. Like, I love. I love the traditional gender roles I mean I want to be in my feminine I love a tall strapping man I'm tall I'm 5'10 I love guys that are taller than me that are kind of physically imposing that just makes my girl brain just go crazy you know when broad shoulders uh, where you can feel safe and tiny and protected and he can kind of throw you around like a rag doll in the bedroom and yeah that's that's it for me right there. I mean, I want him to be the guy. I don't want to be in charge. I don't need to be telling him what to do. He's a grown up, you know, he can make his he can make his decisions. I don't want to be making them for you. And I like because you know when you're when you're out there in the world in the workplace, you're kind of you kind of got that as a woman, you kind of got that armor on. you're making all these decisions for yourself. you're doing all this stuff, you're climbing the corporate ladder. When I come home, I want to take all that off. And be a
0: woman. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you don't want no fucking wimp in the in the fucking bedroom. I mean, you know, you get a fucking wimp in the bedroom. At, I mean. Unfiltered. That doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Can't fucking stimulate you. I mean, like, the, the sex is going to be fucking terrible lately. It really is.
1: man. So I mean, well, hold on. Some people are into that. There, some people are into you know the femdom, the uh, feminine led, female led relationships, all that kind of stuff. There's there's something out there for everybody. But for me, I just no. I mean the man has to be the man. He, you know, I, I, I like being told no. I mean, it turns me on. Like if because I, I am a Thai A, so I want to push the boundaries, but I love being checked. I love it when I know, Oh, okay. I crossed the line. You know what? You're right. I respect you. I'm not going to do it, but I'll tell you what, I will get right on that line sometimes. Cause for me, it's a bit of a turn on, you know, it's, it's kind of playful and uh, erotic in some ways to kind of Test the boundaries a little bit. And then, you know, that he's like, nope, it's not happening like that. Let me tell you how it's going to (laughs) be.
0: Now, now, is that just in like just regular conversation or like is that during sex and stuff like if like, for instance, like say you and I were dating, which I mean, obviously we're not folks. I'm just using it for example, you know, to, you know, I, I get a lot of like fucking sensitive people, even like uh, 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 grown ass adults. They're like, oh, my God, they're dating. No, we're not dating, folks. I'm using it for a fucking example. Like say we're, we're dating. Right, Layla. And, you know, it comes to the time where, you know, we're getting intimate. Now, if I tell you no, I don't like that fucking position. We're going to do it this way. It, does does it also include the 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 sex too, or is it just regular conversation?
1: Well, wait, regular conversation is great. Again, it's none of this is disrespectful, right? So it's not done like disrespectfully. Hey, you know, hey, you fucking bitch, get over here and service me. That kind of thing. Unless you're unless you're doing a role play and you're into that. Um, but in the yeah in the bedroom, I like take me on a journey, you know, like I love when a guy has a big, good, long playbook. Like he's just, you're moving around different positions. It doesn't get boring. It's not this. Okay. First I give you a little oral. You give me a little oral. Uh Then I get on top. I get off. Okay. Then it's your turn. Okay, good done. Let's go. uh, Now we, you know, let's go brush our teeth and go, whatever. Start our day. I like uh, spontaneity. I like long sessions Hours worth,
0: <laughs> you know. I'm, I, mean, I well, don't. I say, know. So you're fucking in it, like from like when we're like fucking maybe 18 or 20 years old. Like, okay, I, I, I you know, you you could suck my dick. I could fucking you know each out, and then boom, 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 and then it's done. You know, 20 fucking minutes later, you're fucking having a cigarette, and then you're fucking watching like fucking Jeopardy or something. You know.
1: Some people still do that. That's all they do. It's boring to me. To me, it's boring. Like I, it's too monotonous. I can't. You know I, I think there's so many different ways versions of a sex act so many different things you can do that there's no shortage and so why are you just constantly repeating the same sequence over and over and over and over mix it up
0: yeah I like to mix it up too I mean uh, I mean If I'm doing the same shit over and over and over, I'm going to be like, all right, this shit's fucking boring. Uh, Nothing against the woman. You're great. You're attractive girl or this and that. But I mean, uh, listen, if I can't have a a healthy sexual chemistry with you, I'm moving on. You know, I mean, that's, that's it. Right. So, I mean, but you know, like you said, obviously people are into that, you know, they, they like that stuff, you know, and, and that's that, but now you got a uh, you got a bucket list from 2021. Yeah, I, I've, I've been doing my homework on you Layla, because I, I always love to see who the hell I'm talking to on the show. Yeah. So you got a bucket list of 2021, right? Did you fulfill that yet, or is it is it still in the works?
1: I have uh, several. I have a new bucket list every year, so that one either I f- I don't know if I scratched everything off or and carried some forward. Sometimes yeah. I. Sometimes I get everything scratched off, and then other times I carry a few things forward. The one thing I keep carrying forward, which is unbelievable to me, it's my Mount Kilimanjaro. I have of all the crazy shit I've done. I've still yet to have a threesome, either male, female, male, or female, female, male. But I'm working on it right now. I mean, not this step, but I'm I am very, very close to making it happen. So I'm excited. My goal oh, is so, before the so end.
0: Yeah, I got to cut in. You you never had you said you never had a threesome before? No. Oh my god.
1: I know, and I get just about everything. It's like this is so strange to me why I I can't seem to put this together. I have probably overanalyzed it, you know, from go, and it's just never been the right scenario, and now I'm kind of realizing that I just need to lighten up about it and just, you know, go for it, basically. Go for it and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you're missing out. I mean, it's – oof, what an experience. I mean, I experienced my first reason when I was, like – Maybe eighteen, going on nineteen, and I was nervous as shit about it back then. And I'm like, oh god, like what? But it wasn't like your 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 standard, like you know, uh, two dudes and a guy. It was actually me and like two other chicks, and I I was nervous.
1: I don't think what? I knew about threesomes back then. I'm not kidding you. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, when did I first know about threesomes? 18, 19, It was not on my radar. No way.
0: <laughs> but, but see, I was nervous about it. The reason why I was nervous is I was like, oh shit. Like, what if I get canceled out? And what if the other two girls, like you know, like fucking start dyking out with one another? And then I'm like fucking put on the fucking dust, you know? And like uh, that. That's. But it was great. It, it turned out to be like probably like the best sexual experience I've ever had in my life.
1: You know, it's funny that you say that about getting dusted out. I had a boyfriend, this is a long time ago. I had a boyfriend, one boyfriend, and he didn't want to do was afraid of another girl because he thought it's kind of, I guess same thing, like that I would all of a sudden start liking girls more than him and that I wouldn't want to be with him. You know, and I'm like, what? So obviously he had some insecurity issues, and that kind of brought that out. But um, you know, good for you, just for being adventurous and doing that at 18 I don't think I would have.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, like well, I'm just going to let the listeners know. Folks, I was 18. Now these girls that I was with, they were like 22 uh, like right around like their last year of college. Oh. So yeah, all my friends were like giving me slap head pies cuz I'm still in high school. Like I'm a, I'm a senior in high school. And they're like, "Dude, you just got with fucking th- two fucking hot college chicks from Boston <laughs> town.
1: You're the man."
0: Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, what Why? why do you want? Like, what do you want with an 18 year old like kid? I'm, I'm like a kid still. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an adult though, but I'm still a kid. And the two girls were like, well, you're hung like a jack horse. I'm like, I'm not, oh, not, well, not, that's the only reason.
1: <laughs> are you hung like a jack horse?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I ain't going to fucking lie. I mean, I'm probably pushing like maybe like a 10, 10 and a half.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Really? It's that long?
0: Oh, yeah. It's this, is-
1: this is, if it's long and skinny, that's, uh, you know, we want some girth. It's really the girth. How girthy is it?
0: Well, it's it's long, but it's also girthy. Uh, I would say, oh, God, how can I express it? Um,
1: I mean, you've uh, to a remote. Are we talking like a, re- like, a, like a standard remote or are we talking like a soda can?
0: Oh, no, I'm talking about, well, a remote is longer than a soda can.
1: I'm talking about the width of, like, a remote, you know, like a like a TiVo remote or something like that.
0: Oh, it's a, the width would probably be, like, a little bit wider than, like, a TiVo remote. Like, uh, a TiVo remote is probably, like, what, like, about uh, two and a half inches. It's probably, like, pushing, like, maybe, like, three and a little, like, three and a half, I guess, maybe. I mean, that's pretty, pretty, that's- pretty wide.
1: That's for <laughs> I'm blushing.
0: <laughs> no, Layla, I, I'm, I don't want to brag over the show, but I mean, I've been, I mean, I'm not a male whore or anything like that. I'm not like, you know, like uh, male gigolo or some shit you see in the movie. But uh, I guess that's why I'm single today because, like, like, your typical women today, and I noticed this in the last like uh, women I've been with, you know, on dates and, you know, just uh, steady dates and this and that. A woman, a standard woman today, and maybe it's just my personal uh, experience. A standard woman today cannot handle like the average uh, sex uh, with a caliber of a dude like me, and it's 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 it sucks really because like I'm not your typical like 1960s guy where it's like we're gonna have some really really enjoyable sex, fellas or uh, whatever you know. But it's it I like you know, a medium to like, kind of like rough type of sex scenario. Like I like the fucking hair pulling. I like the fucking banging against the fucking headboard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. You like to bottom out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. my last two, my last two women I've been with my, my ex and then, you know, my ex wife, the first woman I was with my first serious relationship, they bitched out after like 20 minutes. And I'm like, I can't have that shit. You know?
1: Oh really? Oh wow! Yeah,
0: they were like, "Oh God, I gotta stop." I'm like, "What? Th- you got to stop for? Keep on going. I'm just getting started."
1: <laughs> Twenty minutes, like the like it was. Then they'd be tapping out.
0: Yeah, they were like, they're like they can't handle it anymore. I'm like, why can't you handle it? And my ex-wife was like, I'm not gonna tell her and say her name over the air for privacy issues, but you know, she would be like, she would get she would burn out and I call it bitching out, but it's burning out. Same thing. But she would burn out like, because of the, you know, the girth and the length. And she was like, well, it was hurting me and this and that. I'm like, well, I'm not going to fuck you like a little bit past my head. That's, that sucks. Uh, That's what kind of fucking pleasure. Am I getting then?" You know?
1: Yeah. I have a question for you. Girl on top. Yes or no?
0: What's that?
1: Girl on top. Yes or no?
0: Uh, I prefer that. I love that.
1: Okay. You know, I just, today, as a matter of fact, an episode about, uh, I released an episode today titled Girl on Top. And that was because I always loved being on top. You know, I mean, I like all the positions, but I always, you know, enjoyed being on top. Obviously you, you have more control. A guy can grab your hips and you know, you can get all this great friction and you can be really vigorous with it or kind of slower. You can control the tempo, all this stuff. So I just thought, you know, and I always thought guys love to see a girl on top. I had a friend partner who burst my bubble on the show during an episode. I was he was recording with me, and he said, "Yeah, I mean, it's good for it's good for the girls, but you know, a lot of guys don't enjoy it as much because we can't get the proper friction." And I was just like, "Huh?" I mean, like.
0: <laughs> What? Layla, I got I to gotta step in. He, he, That guy that you were talking to or whatever, that, that guy sounds like a fucking rookie, a lackey. Uh, I got to say something, fellas. Like you, you will get the – if you're doing it right now, Layla, you will get – and this is my own personal experience. Uh, maybe they don't see it this way because they're not doing it the way they should be doing it. You yeah. get the same amount of pleasure that you would get as if you were doing it missionary. You know what I mean?
1: that's what I thought. And, and so I kind of for I had this phase there for a while where I, you know, wasn't really trying to initiate that position very much unless the guy was like, hey, get on top. Well, I finally the other day, I was with someone and uh, I got on top. And I mean, I just fucked the shit out of him. And it was so good. And I kind of it was like my comeback moment. I'm like, up. yes, he was grabbing my hips. I mean, it was a ama- mate, you know, just the right amount of friction it was phenomenal. Got a great video of it. <laughs> and you know and I thought? Yes, I am back. I am back on top with this with this one position like uh, this. Oh, because most women love that position. So I had a little there was a little moment in time there about a year and a half where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I would do it. But it, I, I didn't have that love of it that I used to have well I reclaimed that so I'm happy about that
0: got a question for you uh I uh I always love asking this type of question to you know women such as yourself and women that are uh Able to you know talk like this you know on a relaxing level because some women today that they, they don't like talking like this because it's embarrassing and this I, I get it hey everybody's different you know to each his own I, I love talking about it because it's it's sometimes it's natural and it, and and it, you know you learn stuff from different people. Uh, what type of persona do you look like? Uh, look, look for in a man. Uh, I'm a city guy, for an example. I grew up in uh, New Jersey, New York City area, as you can probably hear in my voice. Yeah. Uh, are you more into you? Well, I got to take that back. Let me retract my statement because Layla, folks, in her, earlier in this episode, says she, that she digs a southern guy, like a hillbilly redneck type of guy. Now,
1: well, I don't want to label myself. I, I just, I, I like some of the characteristics. Okay. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So like have you ever been with a city guy before? Or?
1: Oh, most of my guys are city guys. So for me, the country guys, that that's what's kind of novel. So, you know, I grew up in the city, so I'm more of definitely a city girl and like, you know, I I like city guys. I my first, you know, the first kind of guy that I was attracted to and for the longest time like that was kind of my pattern was, you know, just powerful businessmen. Like that fucking drove me crazy. A guy in a suit, you know, it was just like, oh, so goddamn hot. And then, you know, over time, what I, what I've been able to do, I guess, with this seven years of exploring is really appreciate men of all walks of life. And I've had relationships with different kinds. I mean, just doesn't have to be based on a certain criteria for, you know, partnering up and eventually marrying, like, you know, all that stuff you want to check off. What I realized mm-hmm. was a lot of that stuff that I kept going for that, oh, he checks all these boxes on paper. How come I don't want to marry this guy? Like he's, everybody says he's great. He's a doctor. He's this, you know, check, check, check. But there was something, you know, things were missing. What I realized is that I love dominant men. And I find a lot more dominant men to be in the, um, you know, I guess if you want to, I don't know why I want to go back to rednecks, but just, I mean, like Southern men, like, you know, guys that were raised hunting and fishing and, you know, they, they know how to hunt and kill things. And I don't even eat meat, I don't, you know, but still like, like manly stuff, <laughs> right. you know, like, again, you know, that a man could be a provider and a protector like that fucking turns me on. And so I just have really broadened my, um, I guess, widened my net, if you want to say, you know, of, of what I appreciate about a man. And it's, it's just a lot of different things.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, there's different, I mean, obviously women like different types of personas, you know, city guys, uh, southern guys. Fucking... I,
1: I just love men. Honestly, the truth is, I really do. Like, if, you, if you're, you know, if you are tall and attractive and we there's a spark there, there's a chemistry, then yeah. I'm, well
0: what about what about the size? Everybody says size matters. I mean do you see that or no?
1: For well it does to a certain point and then it and then it doesn't. So you know the average I think the average size guy is like five or seven inches, five to six inches, I believe. Um, really? That's it. <laughs>
0: The, uh, you're probably like, like, what the hell is this guy talking about? It like, is he serious? Is that it? Like, obviously, guys, I'm not a homosexual. I don't know what the average size is. I mean, I'm, the,
1: I'm in the chicks. but I think it's about six and a half inches. I've heard, you know, varying statistics, but let's just say six and a half. For me, it's about the girth. You know, it's uh, I like it. Really feels good to be filled up. So the length has its benefits too, but girth is where it's at, in my opinion. Yeah. As long as it's yeah. girthy, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some of us, Layla, I mean, we have best of the most worlds. I mean we're we're both girthy and lengthy. So like are you okay with lengthy and girthy?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a dildo that's the size of you.
0: Oh my God, really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you the shower. I love it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah so 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 you're a toy type of girl I, I like that so oh, heck, like
1: yeah, heck yeah
0: so what's your favorite what's your favorite I mean there's so many difference I mean you have like you have the rabbit type you have the uh what else is there oh god there's so many different types and styles like wh- what's your type of style
1: uh just I guess trying to use a lot of different toys at once I usually it just depends on my mood but you know I I don't think women explore their bodies enough and toys are a great way to do that. So I'm a big advocate of that. And also, you know, toys during a session with when you're playing with a partner, but um, I just like a lot of, I like a lot of stuff going on at once. I like my, you know, clit stimulated, my G-spot, I can orgasm either way. But when you're stimulating both at the same time, you know, with the, with the right toy or because you have a penis in you and you're, then you got a toy in your clit, there's just so much this I mean, I think pussies are magic. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad for guys. I got to tell you, I mean, I, ours, we just have so many sensations all over on the outside by pressure on the pubic bone, the clit which actually is not just the end bulb that you see coming out. It runs with, it's got arms and legs and it's very vast, you know, it goes in different directions and just putting pressure different places. So I just, the toys will help you do that and help you explore that and figure out what you like. And then, you know, when you get, so then when you get to the bedroom with a, you know, with a, Partner, then you're just like a fucking superstar, you know? You can run. Yeah,
0: you're your fucking experienced. You know what the fuck you're doing. I mean, you know, like, I. That you, you the, the woman that doesn't know what the hell she's doing. She can't, I mean, obviously get you off and this and that. I get it. I mean, I, trust me, Layla, I've been with women that are fucking like rookies and lackeys in the bedroom where they're like, I'm like, especially my ex wife and my ex, I just uh, was with uh, maybe about a year ago. Uh, but it, it, it's I mean- questionable, you know?
1: are you picking these? Why do you pick women that don't know their bodies and expect you to teach them about their bodies? That's crazy. Why
0: I, would you say?
1: I said, why are you picking women that don't know their bodies and that are putting the pressure on you and the onus on you, really the un-, un unrealistic goal for you to teach them about their bodies they need to show you knowing about their bodies I question, yeah i
0: question that sometimes because it i don't do it intentionally folks i really don't i mean it's just maybe maybe the women uh, even the most attractive women in this world or the, the, I mean, you have different styles of women, you know, some women are attractive and they know what they're doing in the bedroom. And some, some women are like just butt ass ugly, but it's not always about traction. It's about like, you know, who can stimulate me the most. I don't know, Layla. I just, I I don't know. There's a lot of women that I've been with, you know, over the course of years that, that are just like, they're intimidated by me, you know, because of like, you know, like what I have downstairs, you know, I mean, my, my, I mean, I don't have the smallest dick in the world. I mean, I I think I'm blessed in many ways, but it's that intimidation, I think, you
1: know? Okay. So, but. Even. I just, I don't think it's the, I'm gonna have to beg to differ. I don't know that's the intimidation. I just think you're picking women that don't know they're not sexually aware. And so, you know, they have, they probably have all these other good qualities. This is what I'm getting at. This is what I kind of learned. You know, I learned through all this, the kind of person I was picking and why that wasn't working, you know? And so as I started to explore sexually, that showed me, you know, it was showing me this pattern because what I wanted was great fucking sex. And I wanted it with somebody that I really liked as well. And so when I started to see what wasn't working and kind of tinker around with things, then I started being able to pick people very quickly that met that threshold or not. And if they don't, I just know, don't, you know, don't get caught in that, but she's so pretty or she's so nice and she's a good girl. And, all, and you drag her along and then you marry her and then you're stuck in a Dead bedroom, you know, relationship, or the sex is just not great. And you're like, ugh, now I sign up. Yeah, me.
0: so oh, you got, it. I think Layla's trying to save me, you know, because I'm like one of those guys that can offer a lot, but I'm just, I'm picking like some sour grapes, you're pretty much saying, right?
1: You're doing the picking. Your penis is picking these women, and they're not, they're, you know, they're not right. They're not your good sexual match. So you have to, I guess, maybe do a little digging to find a better sexual match.
0: I guess I got to do something
1: because <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of women. that I mean, there's size Queens out there. Like they are specifically looking for you. They won't mess around with anybody that's average or just slightly above average. They have to have a big dick. That is what they have to have. They crave it. They want it. They need it. Won't settle for anything less. That's the type of woman you should be with.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not, the- I gotta find this soon because uh, I'm not getting younger, Layla. I just turned forty like a couple months ago. So,
1: <laughs> oh, you're fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just say uh, the the area downstairs, folks, is 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 still very much the same as if I was twenty. But uh, the hair on top of my uh, my head, my 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 moggin, however you want to say it. That's showing age. That I could say.
1: Yeah, is it thinning upstairs? Is that what you're trying to say?
0: It's thinning, and uh, it's starting to go from salt and pepper to like you know straight white. Yeah, so.
1: that's sexy. Huh? That's sexy.
0: Yeah. Some women will say it's sexy. Some women will say, "Ah, oh, you got to put the uh, just for men on it, Mike." Uh, no. Nah, nah.
1: I vote no on that. I think you know what it's. I think the. That silver fox look is sexy.
0: Yeah, it turns you off.
1: It does. Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, that's see when men start doing. I have this weird thing in my head. My brain's like, okay, how many feminine things do you do? And if I see too many, I'm like, then that then I just then I know that I can walk all over you. Ultimately, that's what it leads to me thinking. Like, he's too soft, he's too sensitive. I need a guy that. You know, I I want you to be clean, you know, trimmed up, manscaped, and all that. You don't have to be bald or you know anything down there, but and you know, don't don't be gross. Take showers, all that stuff, good hygiene. But you know what? If you're prettier than me or you spend more time, you know, on your appearance than me, we got a problem.
0: I was gonna say, oh god, you don't want a fucking uh, you know end sinker uh, Backstreet Boy. I mean, Jesus Christ.
1: No, I mean not unless they're total like badass in the bedroom. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. Uh, I mean, my type of chick would be like, now I'm starting to point to that picture. Cause, uh, I could tell you like, uh, yeah, I had some, some merry-go-rounds in my life already, you know, like I was a fucking partier. I was a fucking, I mean, I, I'll admit on the air, I was a fucking drunk in my early twenties, did a yeah. lot of stupid shit, but you know, start, you get older now and you're like, you 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 wanna live like a a, a somewhat of a of, of a perfect life, but you still have that badass fucking mentality. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I do I know exactly what you mean. That's what I mean. You gotta have a little bit, you know, you gotta still have that edge, that that part of you that you can tap into. I know that we, you know, now that we're not in our 20s anymore, we all have our we gotta be responsible, we have our lives and obligations and all that stuff, but you know, you don't have to turn into a total uh I don't know, boring, fuddy dad, like sit, l- bring some of that with you, you know, that.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
1: So I got another
0: question here before we close it out here with you. Um, What is your most wildest sexual uh, experience? Now, what I mean by that Layla is it could be anything from fucking hotel, uh, you know, hookups to uh, fucking in a, in a car or maybe a taxi or a fucking train one day or anywhere. Like, uh, like what what, what what? was the most craziest sexual experience you've ever had in your life?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, there's, first of all, there's been a lot. I will, oh. I will go back. I'm just going to, th- this, this, this is the biggest standout to me because of the sex being so like, it was almost like we knew each other's bodies. And this was the first time we'd hooked up. Uh, I met this, so you know, as I had bucket list items, as I was meeting guys along the way they, you know, they knew I had a bucket list and it was great because the guys would say, oh yeah, I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. So one of the guys that I met, you know, I wanted to learn how to squirt and he said, oh, I can do that. And he was so confident and I was just like, what? And I remember thinking, oh, get the fuck out of here. Really? You're, you know, what are you going to teach me about my body? You know, that was kind of my, my, yeah. anyway, we get, you know, we go out to dinner. We get to the hotel room, and th- this guy fucking rocked my world. Fuck the shit out of me! I there wasn't a dry spot on that bed, and because of that, I was like, I'm not staying. He wanted me to stay the night. I'm like, nope. You can sleep in the wet spots. I'm going home. Plus, I had to <laughs> guess. Like, what the fuck just happened? This guy did everything right. I mean multiple orgasms it, you know and that doesn't usually happen the first time i sleep with somebody maybe a few but ju- i mean it was just like we were so in sync and he could make my body do things on command i couldn't believe it now I, I i kept him around for a long long time
0: <laughs> damn i was gonna say that's that's oh shit you know like I I don't think you would want to leave the guy after like some fucking hardcore sex. I mean, shit.
1: This is where I realized what the term dickmatized means. Like how you can get so sexually charged and desirous of another human being. It was like, I, all, anytime he and I are together, it's just like this constant like friction and energy. And you just want to be ripping each other's clothes off and, you know, fucking like animals, and I love that. And- oh, you
0: said every time you see him. So, oh, this is like a this is like a random like uh, hookup every now and then, right?
1: He's not he's not a random. At the time, I wasn't sure which way it would go. I like friends with benefits. I'm not a big fan of randos because you know it takes a while to get to know someone's body, and that yeah, I, I prefer to have people and I know, and then you know you know about their they're honest with you about what they're doing sexually. Yeah, sexual
0: yeah, behavior. yeah. I get it. Um, well.
1: Yeah, no, he, we were together for, uh, three and a half years. We're still, we're still sort of off and on. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you like, uh, it sounds like Layla, you know, you, you're a woman that likes to be adventurous, explore her horizons, so to speak. That's, that's awesome. I think that's, that's great.
1: Yeah. You know, but, uh.
0: Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild roller coaster with you, Layla. Uh, I enjoyed the conversation. Um, got the in depth of uh, Layla London, folks here. Um, and uh, guys, you could check her out on her podcast, uh, "The Curious Girl Diaries," uh, which she's available all over the place. I uh, noticed that you're on iHeart, Spotify, just about everywhere you hear a podcast, um, and some small platforms too. I've noticed that you've been on. Um, for my listeners that want to learn a little bit more about you, is there any other plugins that you want to plug in?
1: Sure. they can just the easiest way to get a hold of me is to go to my website, curiouscoldiaries.com. If you go to the homepage there, you can scroll down to the bottom and you can link to all my social medias. I'm not going to call out all the handles because they kind of a match. Uh, so it's just easier to do that. And also um, if you want to leave a comment about this episode that you heard, you can click on the pink tab on the right hand side and leave me a voicemail. You've got five minutes i get back to everybody personally it's a real fun way we can just kind of exchange comments uh you can tell me what you thought and uh i'll be sure to get back to you
0: yeah sounds sounds great layla and um folks you can do the same thing we have that option as well here uh i leave in the show notes uh a poll and i also leave a question Uh, And in those show notes, you can leave the question, you know, and then you can also uh, answer to the poll as well. And also, too, I accept, uh, you know, voice messages uh, through the through the episode as well. So, Layla, I want to thank you for being part of Savage Unfiltered today. Uh, Really enjoyed the conversation. And um, yeah, you have a good rest of your day.
1: I will. Thank you so much for having me on. Happy holidays.
0: Happy holidays to you. And uh, guys, remember, keep it savaged. I'm out of here. Later.